Justin, I don't think my girlfriend likes Halo. And it's <laughs> killing me, man. All right, so here's the thing. So on Friday night, on Friday night, I'm like, yo, like, it, we're like, all right, let's play some Mario Maker. We're, we're still playing through Persona 5, I've, uh, Royal, and and but I also I want to start getting on the Halo grind because I love Halo and I'm really excited for Halo Infinite. And so I was like, or we could try this Halo game that you may or may not be interested in. And like, you know, we'll we'll play a level or two and then see what's up. So we played a level and a half of Halo 1. And I'll say this, like, it's gripping to me as someone who, like, loves the series. But, like, maybe I think the story gets more interesting, like, starting in Halo 2. Because Halo 1 was sort of just an excuse to have these firefights going on. Um, but then, like, Halo 2 was when it was like, and now we're going to have a really good story. When did Halo? So, when did Halo come out? Uh, 2001. And I think, like, for 2001, that was... That was that was yeah. great storytelling. It's like you get off on the ring and you're like, "Wow!" <laughs> well, here's the thing: I keep like I I would it, we're playing uh like the anniversary edition, so you can like quickly go back and see that like what it used to be versus what it is now. And she's like, "This looks like it was made in Roblox." <laughs> I'm like, "No, it's it's not. It's good. It's it's good. It's good." Um, towards the, we got we got through the first the Pillar of Autumn level, and then we we started the first like Halo level, and she's like. And I'm like, no, this is, are you enjoying this? Here, I'll let you be in the turret, in the gunner seat. And she's like, eh, it's fun. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, seriously, tell me tell me what you think about it. And she said this, and I and I do I do respect this. I understand this. And obviously, I respect anyone who doesn't like a video game. Like, this is not anything. But she's like, it's not the kind of game that I would play. It's like, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, so it, uh, according to her, does she like it more or less than the medium? Um, well, so we actually started the medium together and about an hour in, she was like, could we be done with this? <laughs> so like she actively a- asked to be like, maybe we could do something else. <laughs> and and it was at that point of playing the medium where like, I hadn't had like a, I didn't have an opinion about it yet. I was like, no, I, I mean, like, I kind of think it's interesting. I want to see where this goes. But, um, yeah. So, so I would say that she probably likes Halo more than the medium, but, um, she did not see a lot of that game because again, she was like, I think we're done with this. So I was like, hey, okay. Uh, I like Halo uh, much more, much, 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 much more than the medium. I gotta uh, say, I gotta be honest with you. I was gonna say, are you about to say that you like the medium more than Halo? Uh, yeah. Like, really? I mean, because uh, <laughs> I, 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 Justin, I want you to think about what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I know, say. I know. Everyone, I'm sorry for saying this. I just don't think... My experiences with Halo mm-hmm. are positively memorable, higher than like an eight, maybe like that. I would say, I mean, that's not bad. Like, I don't that's hate it. That's good. I just, I, I don't, I, when I look at video games and I look at things I like, Halo is mm-hmm. not in a list of top tier games. We're talking but, okay. like B tier. Okay. But you're saying that it, that the medium would come before you. And if I was like, name hundred games that you like mm-hmm. the medium would be in there before halo would be also are we sp- speaking about like halo as a whole like in general or are we talking about like like halo combat evolved 2001 i would say halo as a whole <laughs> oh my gosh really jeez yeah, i know and it's not that i don't like it i just right, right, right. shooters are not super high on my list of things that i like and uh I, I the barrier with me and halo is that the story is incomprehensible Unless you look through all the other 
grimoires, the first, which is the first it, three is pretty straightforward, and then Reach is pretty straightforward. I think I think when you get to three and it starts off like you just like landed on the planet after like <laughs> literally falling from space and, yeah. you're, and all of this just context is gone. And even Halo two, like there, there, there's so there, like there's good moments in it, but there's, there's also just so many holes in the game that I feel like I'm actively trying to get the story out of the game rather than the game telling me the story. And the reason I think Halo sure. two is probably the best story game is because I think the Arbiter stuff is really easy to understand on its own. Um, yeah. And I think his story character arc in there is pretty compelling. Whereas the master chiefs are, it's, it's, it's fine. I don't hate Halo. I just don't like it to, right. to pl- it's not a priority for me. Sure. Sure. I will, I will keep you updated as if, we continue yes. <laughs> I like, I, like like if we continue because here's the thing i'm gonna play all these games before Halo infinite comes out because i want to um and here's here's the problem too is when we were playing it i was like isn't this incredible and she was like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey I, I i just realized that in the same episode i'm going to to be letting you know that i am not a huge fan of halo and i don't like mario <laughs> No, like what you're doing is a wonderful thing for our audience right off the bat is letting them know that they can just stop listening. Yeah, there's no <laughs> need to go further. Also, no, I, I hate cats. The musical or like no, the animal? No, like the or? animal. I don't like cats. Uh, okay. So. Uh, I, I, they're fine. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to narrow down the, the person I'm talking to, to really adding one individual who loves Halo, loves Mario and owns a cat or two. Uh, here's the thing. What you are doing is you're creating a wonderful niche for someone who also hates Halo, hates Mario, and hates cats. Uh, I don't know who that person is other than you, but... Um, <laughs> the audience I'm building. I like it. Hopefully we'll find them, because this is Hitbox. Hitbox episode 35 out of out of now that's a question isn't it (laughs) uh, hopefully this won't be the last (laughs) 700 good luck (laughs) do that do that math um my name is Peter Hunspatek and with me as always is my good friend Justin Makovich how are you doing today Justin I'm doing great uh you you noticed when we first logged on this call that I moved uh my room my my office room around here yeah yeah, now I have natural light pouring on my face I look look up and I see the sky it's beautiful it's beautiful well uh, see here's the thing sometimes like I have (laughs) uh memories where I'm like did that happen this week no I was outside and I didn't go out Outside this week that's a problem i should start going outside more like i really should um but i digress justin what type of video games have you been playing since we last talked so i did it i beat yakuza like did you really i did i finished it um i didn't platinum it i mean i i assume i could looking at it it's not like super unachievable Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of the other stuff is just going to be a lot of It'll take a lot of time for what you have to do um, in yeah. it, and uh, I got to be honest, I'm done. 
<laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like you already put in a lot of time for what you got to do to even pe- like beat it. Yeah, I think I, the final time was just under fifty, which isn't terrible for an RPG. Oh yeah, that's to, not to horrible the, but... to the level of of that game. But uh, I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was on sale for like twenty bucks. Bought Judgment, um, so mm. not an exact sequel to it but it's another one in the yakuza like games that's kind of supposed to stand on its own so i probably start will be starting that up soon ish um Mm -hmm. but not quite yet because i do have uh assassin's creed circled on my calendar it's spring break next week for me and i'm going to be going at that hard valhalla that's that's exciting i'm i'm excited for you uh i i mean you know I think that's a fun game. I think it's good. It's got a really solid opening. I'll say that. And then um, just kind of lingers for another 40, 50 hours. <laughs> th- yes. I mean, like, remember, I was like, I think I beat it. And then, like, the next week, I was like, no, I think I beat it now. And then the next week, I was like, okay, I definitely beat it now. <laughs> um, so, yes, yes. Uh, it is. A, it's a that's a good one. It's a good one. It surprised me with how much I liked it. Um, have you started it? No, no, no. I'm going to literally wait till uh, my spring break. So on Friday, um, I get off a little bit earlier. So I will purchase it, have it downloaded, and then start playing it that night. That that makes sense. Where are you going to play that? PS4? Or PS5, excuse me? So uh, this, is my, this is my quandary. Mm-hmm. Should I buy it for PS4 so then I can have it for both PS4 and PS5? Because you get a free upgrade on it. Or do I just okay. buy it for PS5? I mean, the logical the logical me says I should get it for PS4 just in case we live in a world where suddenly PS5s are discontinued. They come to my house, repo it. Like, I, I want to make sure mm-hmm. I have options. Uh, <laughs> Justin, I know you. This is maybe the weirdest thing. Like, one of the weirdest hills you're choosing to, like... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, I mean, like, I don't think that'll happen. How about that? I don't think that'll happen in the next but like, what four if? to six weeks. I, I, I want the, the listeners to know that I'm a bit of a hoarder kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like to get rid of something like a piece of paper that is probably not important because you never know. I mean, you, you never do. So I yep. like I here's an example of how I'm a hoarder. I save all like notices from like banks and places where i've moved to online only mail Mm -hmm. so i save the notice that says you are no longer going to be receiving mail you've opted to online i save those letters because okay you never know you never know sure well then then i would say get the ps4 version because it sounds like it won't hurt i assume you're buying digital right yeah 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 so then i guess so (laughs) i guess do that (laughs) So uh, by that logic, I should be buying physical though, right? Because like you never right, that's, know that's, what they're gonna do. <laughs> Some one day they're just gonna take my key away, and then I won't be able to play exactly. anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, then then get the PS4 version because if you never know, then I guess more is more is good. Uh, I played the Xbox One version, and then I think I just got the free upgrade for the Series X, and, it, and, and the save uh, carried over pretty simply, right? I didn't have any issue with it. Yeah, but but. That's on the Xbox, which that smart delivery, all that thing is that those Xboxes are all talking to each other. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and from what it sounds like, the PS4 and PS5 are basically like ne- it's almost as if they've never met before. Mm, yeah. And, th- and that was sort of my experience trying to get all my save data and like my whole thing over to my PS5. Um, but I saw in the news that a lot of people were having trouble with that PS4 to PS5 Avengers upgrade have you have you touched it have you did you have that problem what a what a nice little segue that was right there that was a good one thank you very much uh so 
the Avengers release, I forget, it must have been middle of last of this week or last yeah. week, calendar week. They released the the new Hawkeye DLC, and the same day they also have the PS5 upgrade. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's ne- what I needed to do in order to play the game or like use my save data was I had to first go to my old PS4. I had yeah. to upload, uh, download the game again. Then I had to go to the game and then upload. Like there's a, a button that you can upload your progress online and sync it to the mm-hmm. online cloud. This is through the game, not the PlayStation. Okay. And then you go to the PS5, download the PS5 version. They downloaded both the PS4 and PS5 version, which was annoying. And yeah. then you just, once you load up the PS5 version, it syncs. I don't forget if there's a button press or something like that, but it just synced. And then um, po- trophies popped for, that I got from the PS4 one. There's two trophy lists. So there's a PS4 trophy list, PS5 trophy list. Mm-hmm. So if I would have put in the time commitment to that garbage game known as the PS4 version of Marvel's The Avengers, I could have gotten two plats. But guess what I'm <laughs> never doing again? Touching the PS4 version of Marvel's The Avengers because Peter... Is the new one just way better? The new one... The, if the only thing that's better on it is the load times are gone, it's yeah. worth it. And boy, it's worth it. The, really? The, I, I never have to see those stupid loading screens. And you don't get this because you haven't played it. Oh, no, you did. You no. play the demo. You know those loading demo, screens yeah. of them like like Just, each yeah. character, they cycle through them <laughs> yes. and they do it. You always see three of them. Those are gone. I have not seen one of those in the PS5 versions. It literally Cause it's just so quick. goes in like that. You're playing the game. No loading screens. Though sometimes there's like performance issue loading screens is what i like to call them like okay. you'll like go from your your menu to like equip the new uh item that you got and then you'll go back to the main game and then the, the music will get like caught on a loop and it will freeze for a little bit as i guess Oop. it <laughs> loads back Tries in so there's like still technically yeah. waiting going on but it's not the two minute uh check twitter make an egg kind of uh load screen that the other game was well that's good now justin I don't mean this to be a leading question. Is it a better game now? Uh, <laughs> like, I, I think, uh, yeah, I haven't played it uh, since probably November, uh, okay. I would say. Uh, and uh, I think one of the problems with the game is there's not much to do once you beat the story stuff. And right. you're just doing the same basic fighting people, harm room stuff over and over and over and over and over again. Um and there's a lot of times when you when you go into plane, you're like, I don't know what to do to level up. <laughs> like I physically right. don't like, know what what are you supposed to do, right? Um, but they seem to have a lot more like daily challenges that are kind of scaled to what your level and your power level is. So mm-hmm. if you're, you know, uh, I've been playing with Kate Bishop because that was not the newest character, but the newest character since I've started playing it again. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing with her, so like all these like training and harm rooms and and things like that, they have like ones that are just right at my power level. So even if it's like a weird like twenty nine power level, they'll have missions mm-hmm. and stuff for me to play that I can just keep going over and over and over again till I level up, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but the DLC is actually quite extensive, and I'm going to say that with like air quotes because this is free DLC, but it adds about two to three hours of gameplay per DLC. Okay. And you get story, and it's kind of cool because the main campaign, the Avengers Reassemble campaign, ends with this kind of hint at to, as to what's to come. Mm-hmm. And they're following through with that storyline with the DLCs so far. So that's really awesome. Yeah. And 
the the story in the DLCs, it's basically just a couple of people standing around talking, voice acting, and like moving, uh, yeah. or like dialogue and stuff as you're doing it. But there's still an effort there for things to be a little bit different. Um, so it's not like the AAA cutscene quality that you'd be used to watching the or playing the main campaign. But it's still pretty good, and it's sure. still like moving things forward. Like I thought it was weird that they went from Kate Bishop to Hawkeye, like because you have two Hawkeyes back to back. I was gonna say, isn't characters. it like- yeah, but, and I appreciate, too, in one of the trailers, or I guess when they announce Hawkeye, or maybe it's his default costume, I'm not super sure, I'm not, again, not played the game, not super invested, uh, he just sort of shows up in the t-shirt and jeans, <laughs> like, come on, like, everyone else is in their superhero outfits, and he's just like, hey guys, it's uh, me. But to be fair, that's not how it happens in the actual game when you're playing it. Oh, no, okay, cool. And the the way the stories connect because the first one Hawkeye is like a care in the, in Kate Bishop's story, there's Hawkeye's a main player in that. Like he's a a major component to that story. You can't play as him, but he's Mm -hmm. there and he's present. So it wasn't like they just were like, Oh, we're just going to get these characters out randomly. Like clearly in the story that they were telling, it was this story. And then this story, which is kind of cool that they're connecting. And I think, you know, probably mechanics are similar because I haven't played as Hawkeye yet. Uh, and I'm sure the mechanics are similar, which makes sense because like these characters are probably hard to make to have like a whole new character that balances with each other for a live service game like this. Yeah. It's not just adding like a new power. It's adding a whole new character with all new powers. Um, but I, uh, yeah. moral of the story is I really do like Kate Bishop as a character. Um, I'm excited mm-hmm. to play as Hawkeye. But um, I think currently now just playing through her story, she's now my second strongest character. Um Mm. under miss marvel so i do i do like playing as her though based on your recommendation of it with all like the caveats that you've made me (laughs) aware of uh and also like you know as it receives updates and patches and whatever bugs are ironed out they fix things up so like you know no live service game ever really has a great super solid launch so um i think jumping in as soon as another character that i'm like actually really interested in um I think that might be the move. The question is, will they get Yuri Lowenthal to voice Spider-Man? I'm going to say that they will. How can they? They already have Tobey Maguire. Well done. (laughs) Uh, Can I talk about a game that I thought I was going to finish last night? Yes, please. Briefly. So last night, it's about uh, 1230, and uh, I'm fighting. uh, Hey, spoilers for the structure of Persona 5 Strikers. Just as an FYI, if you're really invested in this game, skip ahead, because um, I know that I would not want this necessarily spoiled for me, but I'm not going to like talk specifics. Um, I'm fighting the last boss of the game. Great. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to bed as soon as all this wraps up. It's 1.30 a.m. There's a part where it's like, all right, make sure you talk to everyone, because this will be the last time you get to before the game ends. Um, and I did that, and I was like, all right, thanks, guys. Great summer vacation. And then like we get on the bus, or on the in the car and they're like and one more thing i was like fuck it's a jrpg in it <laughs> yeah because here's the thing i was trying to i was trying to just muscle through and like finish it last night and just be like and so it's done um not that i'm trying to like rush through it but i just i was ready for it to be over and then they're like and one more thing it's like i can't finish this tonight i've killed the momentum of this by myself um so i'm hopefully gonna finish that today or tomorrow but um uh, I'm going to play Nier Automata after this because that is the vibes that this game gives me. Just like the combat. And I think I like the combat more in Nier Automata than I did in this game. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Be prepared to play the game when you're having both fingers on the triggers at all time. Yes, Uh, yes. Required. In the the time that I spent with it, that was 
something that I was like, gosh. Ah. Um, but yeah, I uh, almost done with that. Persona 5 is a good game. Persona 5 Strikers, if you liked Persona 5, you would like that game. <laughs> Don't but, play that but, game if you haven't played okay, Persona but 5. But is, is it a good like game though like are you are you really going to recommend it to people like interesting question there Justin <laughs> uh, if you like muso games and all, if here's the thing if you like muso games and you loved persona 5 then this is your game if you don't like muso games but liked persona 5 you're going to play it anyway because you're sort of obligated to to just see what happens um that's sort of where i'm at i don't love the gameplay i wish it was a turn-based combat like i just wish that that was if it was a like legit sequel to this game i wish it was exactly like the same does that sort of make sense yeah yeah, same combat kind of systems and yeah i will say this though like it is not as so persona 5 i think has a really airtight story i mean like not airtight but i think it's got a really solid story and i think like a lot of that stuff makes a lot of sense um in scale and the way it ramps up from being like we're just going to change what's going on in our high school to being like we're going to change the world like as all jrpgs go um you start by fighting rats and then you end fighting god uh and (laughs) like this is not that at all like the stakes are much much lower uh and so it feels a little bit more like it would be dlc because it just takes place over a you know summer vacation um so i'm okay with it being a muso game because it's not like the same sort of scale but um is it a good game if you like persona 5 yes if you like muso games yes if you've not finished persona 5 don't play this game because it's not going to catch you up on what happened does does the combat like get better is the wrong word but does it change enough throughout the whole thing to keep it interesting or is it like kind of like by hour 10 you're there so something that like persona 5 does is as you go through the game, you get more friends who join your crew. So like they are constantly changing how the game is played. This game starts and it's just like, here's everyone. Uh, Cause you know, everyone's there. Uh, so no, but the fact that you are constantly getting new personas because of your powers, like that does change it up enough. But like, I mean, I feel bad for my square button. Cause I'm just like mash, 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 yeah. triangle, mash, 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 triangle. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm almost done with that. And then I'll be doing, near automata and then probably finishing final fantasy but that's a dream at this point push that one Uh, back yeah yeah yeah. so justin we we sort of talked about it with the avengers but this there was that square enix presents direct whatever that was called uh that happened this week and obviously they talked about avengers stuff but i thought of you because i know you're a fan of life is strange and they announced, what is it, Life is Strange, Seasons of, uh, sorry, True Colors. That is um, the third Life is Strange game. Is that doing anything for you? Uh, so I like uh, Life is Strange as a observer of it. Uh, I've never actually sat and beat a Life is Strange game, but I've watched my girlfriend play them, and I really do mm-hmm. enjoy them. I think the first one is a little bit... Uh, <sighs> What's the best way to say this? It's like reading a teenager's diary in like the worst way possible. Okay. Like it's just like a little bit of that kind of tone, but there's still some interesting aspects of the of the story and everything like that. Like there is like, you know, the 
the serial killer angle kind of thing going on. So there is a little bit of a mystery that makes it kind of interesting and engaging. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was engrossed with Life is Strange 2. Um, and mm-hmm. that is the one about the two boys who basically, in the very beginning of the game, lose spoilers, but I think it provides context for why the the game is good. Um, something happens when the younger brother discovers that he has kind of like these superpowers. And in the yeah. process, he basically um, kills people by accident. Uh, and they're on the run from the And they're on the run because of it. So the whole game, there's this, their their goal is to get across the border, um, Mm -hmm. to, to go home, to escape, to, to leave America. And it's, you know, it kind of culminates with this standoff at the border, which is really interesting and weird. And it really makes you kind of think about current events, uh, the world we live in today and I think a game that can do that and provides at least some kind of interesting commentary, I think, is definitely uh, worth playing. And I think the mm-hmm. scale of Life is Strange 2 is so much larger than the first one. Um, but th- I, I I think that game needs to be played. And do you have to play Life is Strange 1 to play Life is Strange 2? Absolutely not. No, right? So yeah. I, I recommend you go in and get that game and play it. Um, mm-hmm. And if you like it and you really like it and you want more, then you can play the remastered version of life is strange one that yes they announced. i saw that um uh but but life is strange three is that like as an as what you said an observer of the a, a what positive observer would you say yeah no i lo- I, I like watching them and i I, yeah. I i do feel like even like with like a, a game like this or a telltale game i think they move a little slowly for me to be playing but as yeah, okay. someone who's kind of watching it, like maybe not always 100% focused to it, but if like there's a boring moment when you're like looking for the right clue, like I can like <laughs> yeah. do something else without feeling yes. guilty about it. Um, so I do enjoy, I do enjoy the stories a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Life is Strange, True Colors, uh, more Life is Strange. They're only getting better at storytelling. Um, yeah. The game looks cool. Uh, I think it's cool um, in light of recent events that the main character is an Asian American. And sure. I think specifically what uh, I am really interested to see what they do with that, because with how good of a social commentary Life is Strange 2 was um, with uh, Mexican-Americans as the leads, you know, we're talking more about characters who, you know, for, for just unfortunate reasons, don't get as much representation in mainstream media. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that could only make this game even more interesting. Um, and I hope that what they have to say is good, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I, um, I am too. It's, it's interesting, like watching the trailer cause she, she, she can like see people's emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that I'm going to be interested in seeing how that becomes a gameplay mechanic. I hope, and here's what I hope it's not. I hope it's not like a hold down left bumper to like, have the screen go like negative and you like, Oh, that person's angry. Cause they're red. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope it's, it doesn't sort of dive. Like, I hope that's not it. Uh, I don't think it will be because I think that they, uh, cause I played the, fr- uh, a little bit of the first one and I thought that the way they handled her like time travel powers and stuff was cool. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that it's not just a simple, like they're angry. Uh, for Life is Strange 2, and again, assuming mm-hmm. I'm going to keep assuming positively that they're growing as a, as a company, um, mm-hmm. the use of the powers was more of a moral choice. So when you're playing the game, it was like, do I use my powers to potentially put us in danger to 
uh, save this person, but then people will know I'm here, or mm-hmm. do I not use my powers? Um, do I hold them in, let this person get harmed, but we're safe as people? So whenever yeah. you had those moments to use your powers, and your character didn't have powers, by the way, the one you were controlling, it was your brother who did. So you were ah. kind of guiding him, and I really love that because the powers weren't a gameplay mechanic, the powers were a storytelling device that you got yeah. to control. And I thought that was really cool, so I hope they do something as clever and creative where it's not just kind of like, let's kind of like fix this timeline or do this one thing or read their emotions right, right, or see right. who are the red characters and the blue characters kind of thing. Um, but even going back to, to you know, the idea of, you know, seeing people's true emotions, that can be a very fascinating way of looking at how people interact with each other um, mm-hmm. and what they think of you um, below the surface. So I would not like having those powers in real life. It's Knowing like what people like, thought of you. Yeah. Or like, what is that? Um, telekinesis, like being able to read minds like I don't want to know. <laughs> I just don't. Um, I, I'm inside my own head every day. And I That's know what I mean. that what's inside of my head is never like a linear thought. It's just like random firing of popcorn of random thoughts going on. So I can yeah. imagine rather than it being like a, a useful skill for someone to read my mind, it would just be, be like very distracting. I think there's a Simpsons episode where they see inside Homer Simpson's mind and it's just a monkey with two symbols going. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I can relate. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, other other things from this this Square Direct uh, Square presents um, Project Athia finally has a name that's Forspoken, um, and it looks. I, here's the thing: I have a lot. There's a lot of people having a lot of thoughts about this game. I'm like, I've seen 30 seconds of gameplay, and it was a lady in a hood, like flying around. That's cool, but I have no thoughts about that. Like, it looks good, but I. What is what is the game? What is the game? Well, there, I believe there are motherfucking dragons. I believe that was. Yes. Yeah, she that goes, is said. that a motherfucking dragon? Yeah. <laughs> it was very good. I liked it. Um, I, I liked, I, I did some research on that lead character. She was one of the main, the leads in the Charlie's Angels reboot from 2019. Didn't see it, but I, she seems like a good actress. I'm sure, you know? Um, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be interested in, in, keeping an eye on that but that, that's not coming out what till next year so i'm like that's ways away all right i have i have a, a little thought experiment for you okay okay so uh, uh microsoft just finished its acquisition a couple weeks ago of mm-hmm. um bethesda right that was a pretty big yeah. move uh yes do you think a move that would rival that and i know the likelihood of this happening is not likely but do you think if sony's like square enix you're ours, and they drop a bunch of money down, and they purchase all of Square Enix. Would that, would that be an appropriate response to Microsoft buying Bethesda? No, because Sony doesn't need to respond to Microsoft buying Bethesda. It, uh, they have exclusive games. They ha- like they already have Square Enix exclusive games. Like it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think that. Um, to me, it almost seems like Microsoft buying Bethesda was in response. I think they've come out and said, like, we want exclusive games. That's what we want. And I understand that because you look at, like, if I had to think about, like, a an exclusive Microsoft game that isn't Gears of War or Halo, like, uh, Fable? Ori. Is that one? Ori? Fable. Okay. Yeah, Fable is nowadays. Uh, sure. But but do you see, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like. I think that that was done in response to them not really having any exclusive games. Um, 
That said, I don't think that Sony needs to do that because they have plenty of exclusives and they just bought what is it, Evo Online? The Yeah, that that was I, that was interesting. I don't, I don't know enough. I don't know enough about esports and like online competition to like have any thoughts about that at all um or to really even understand what exactly that means, but um like that that's a way for them to like control a little bit of esports, isn't it? Like online competition. Or yeah, I, I think that that's up? a way of just kind of expanding their reach into different things. And yeah, um, I think uh, we we were talking a little uh, bit before um, the we started recording about how you know selling the hardware is not where companies make money, right? No. You know, they they make money by selling games, uh, in game purchases, like that kind of thing. That's where the, that's where the money and the deals come from. So having your foot in a lot of different doors and having the opportunity to do a lot of different things as a company is only going to help your name brand. So yeah. now that Sony is the one that is in charge of Evo, which is one of the larger fighting tournaments, I, I maybe the largest fighting tournament um, in fighting tournament games. <laughs> the world? <laughs> the world, yeah. I maybe. don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to say anything definitively because it's like, I don't know, but... I think that that that's good for diversifying itself and for them to get yeah. involved in uh, esports uh, in some way. So, um, I do think that there is a, a close relationship with uh, Square Enix and Sony. Obviously, they seem to be pretty tight with each other. Um, and I think Square has been looking to make these exclusive deals. Whether you look at Tomb Raider on Xbox or uh, Final Fantasy VII with uh, Sony, like they're looking to make those deals to make a little right. extra money um, and to help support these projects. Um, but when I look at Project Athia, I, or I guess Forspoken, I look at that excited as a Sony fanboy because mm-hmm. that is something that is going to be a console exclusive to PS5. And, yeah. um, uh, from what it looks like, I mean, I'm seeing a third person action game and guess what guys favorite genre right here. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm excited to, to, to kind of see that. So I'd hope that would be good, but I do think that would be, um, not in lines with what Sony is trying to do right now with their plans. They are not going to spend mm-hmm. uh, several billion dollars on. Do they even do they have that? Because like Microsoft as a company is way way richer than than Sony. It's my understanding, right? Well, I I do know that Sony's big money maker is PlayStation. Yeah, like, that's where like that's the one part of their business that's thriving uh, right mm-hmm. now. Correct me if I'm wrong, world, but I I think that's pretty true. Is that that's where their their bread and butter has been for a while. Um, I saw the emoji movie, man, and like that's a Sony flick. And I'll say that they are not <laughs> maybe they're not rolling aces. Uh, that was a mix rolling metaphor. Aces? They're, not, <laughs> 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 they're not doing great on that front is what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yes, I, I to my understanding, you are correct here. Uh, can I this is petty. Uh, I think Project Athia is a much better name than Forspoken. Forspoken sounds like a video game game, you know, like, yeah. and I don't think that's like a good, a good thing. That's not what you want to like Forspoken. I'm like, okay, sure. But Project Athy, I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? I don't, I don't understand why Square does this garbage with the project titles. Like y- when you announce We're a like game titles, have yeah. the damn name, <laughs> right? Because that's only going to confuse people in the marketing. Like, uh, then you have games like Project Octopath Traveler that they're like, we're actually keeping that game. We're not going to something <laughs> right. else. And then wh- why? Well, that's a cool name. That's yeah. like already a cool name. Like, right. Op- Project Octopath Athia. Traveler. That yeah. sounds cool. Project Triangle Squ- Strategy Square. Strategy. Whatever that, yeah. What, but yeah, like, yeah. Ah, 
Come on, dude. I, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, what else? What else happened here? Oh, the Tomb Raider cookbook. That's exciting because, you know, that's one of the really big important things of Tomb Raider. The food she's eating as if it's not just like the mud that she accidentally swallows from <laughs> like sliding <laughs> down hills and like burnt rats yeah like, I don't, what is what I, is that i, I, I have a hard mean? time pressure cooking chicken every week last thing i want to do is like have a, a tomb raider themed cookbook though i did see speaking of themed cookbooks a mountain dew themed cookbook that yeah looks i've seen that yeah pretty on brand with me you know <laughs> yeah, what I, mean? I was gonna say that's right up your alley yes um but the the tomb raider cookbook is gonna be like you're gonna cook this one with your gun it's like what <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, speaking of the Tomb Raider, they did announce like the the collection of all three of the games in right, one, which right. is pretty cool. But yeah, um, Outriders coming to Game Pass day one. Uh, you just you said that so casually, but that is huge, man. That's huge. That's huge. Um, so I have Game Pass now. Uh, wait, EA excuse Play me. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're not going over that one lightly. You got what? What did you just get? It's interesting. I sowed the seed uh, earlier in the episode by saying that I was playing Halo, which, if you remember, flashback memento style to episode redacted. Uh, I said I'm going to start playing the Halo Master Chief Collection when I get Game Pass. Um, and so I was, I was surprised you didn't pick up on that. Yes, yeah, I got. Oh, I, man, I'm dumb. It was, uh, it was one dollar for a month. And I was like trying to get Elena to play this game. And I was like, I've just I've been looking for an excuse. I've been looking for a reason hearing Outriders is coming to that. I know it's weird, but I'm going to try it out on there. Uh, and then also uh, delight in the the numerous, numerous other excellent titles on there. Uh, I know one of my favorite pastimes is to blade through Netflix, Hulu, mm-hmm. Amazon. Now Game Pass. I like to do that a lot. Have you bladed through? And what have you seen that sparked your interest? Oh, 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 I'm going to like. I'm going to go back and play Titanfall 2. Uh, I'm playing all the Halo games. Uh, I'm interested in trying out Sea of Thieves. I know it's like a more of a multiplayer focused thing, but I'm interested in giving it a shot. I don't know if it even can be played alone, but who, I'm, I'm going to sure find you out. Can. I mean, um, I mean, all of the like, I don't know if I'll do this because I don't know if like this is where I want to play them. But um, some of the like original Final Fantasies are on there, like seven, eight, I think uh, six is on there as well. Uh, might look into those again. I don't know if that's necessarily where I want to play them, but it's there. Alan Wake's on there. Um, what else? Um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good stuff. Oh, there's a ton. Uh, EA Play just came to the PC version, which yes. is uh, it's been on the the regular one, but I don't. I since uh, forever, I, yeah. I don't deal with that on my on my Xbox. I have a computer. I use it there. Um, yeah. And I would have been mad because Star Wars Squadrons is mm-hmm. um, on EA Play now. It's yeah. new, I think, for both. So it's on Xbox and the PC now. Uh, and I bought it for PS5, but I'm not mad because PSVR. PSVR, yeah. Look around my my Y wing, be like, I'm excited for that. I, I've, it's been downloaded for for months, but I, I will one day put up my PSVR. You know what'll get me to buy the PSVR? Uh, if they're like Half Life Alex, we're doing it just on the PS5 VR. And right. let me tell you, that dream might I'm be in. closer than you think because yeah. did you see the, the new controllers? controllers? Yeah, huh? they have the different finger finger things. Yep, and that's that's what I was. That's why I was thinking about it. I was like, if they do Half Life Alex. I'll bite. I'll do that. I'll play squadrons. I'll play. Uh, uh, That's it. <laughs> uh, Blood <laughs> truth. That seems like something. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm sure there's tons of VR so dreams. I'll, I'd give it a shot. 
Um, uh, let me. I'm gonna, this is all I'm granted that it doesn't make me games that I highly recommend you playing. Um, yeah. That would be uh, Moss and Astrobot Zero Mission. And guess what? Yes, Astrobot. Yeah. Those games are going to be free March 25th. Mm. Yes, they are because of the PS Play at Home. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Uh, and, and I know we're just kind of glossing over the uh, the PlayStation VR stuff. But again, I think the the controller going to be awesome. Haptic, haptic feedback in it. Um, I think the headset itself, we talked earlier about having only like one, one wire. wire, not like a million different yes. things. Like I am excited for what this could be because uh, PSVR is just difficult enough for me to use that I don't want to yeah. use it. Uh, and... Um, uh, I I think the easier they make that thing to use, the better it is. And those controllers, never to touch those PS moves again, will be the best day of my life. <laughs> they look so bad. Every time I've seen a picture of someone like holding them, like doing VR stuff, I'm like you look ridiculous. Do, do you know the <laughs> like, I'm not. Do you yeah. know the balls on them are like rubber? Yeah, they're like squishy, so it's kind of fun to like knock them against things a little bit. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. But that's not why why you should play with those. You no. have to knock them against things, but. You can. Yeah, but so, pros and cons. But yes, there's this PS Play at Home thing, which I think is a really cool initiative that they did, I think, last year, starting last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just encourage people to, hey, stay home. Uh, I'm getting my I'm getting my COVID shot on Wednesday, my first one. Woo! I'm excited about that. I'm gonna lick a park bench. You got well, uh, I, that's if that's I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna if be... that's what you're missing out on, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously I'm gonna continue doing my part and staying home forever. Ah, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, I want to talk about platformers. A- a- on Sunday last week, we wrapped up our call and we were trying to figure out what to talk about for this week, and we we landed on platformers. And so this week, I've been playing Donkey Kong Country One and Donkey Kong Country Two, Diddy Kong Quest. Quest. Yes. Um, All right. Before we get any further, who's your favorite ahead. character to play as? Uh, the man himself, Donkey Kong. Oh, Follow, and and then I don't know their names. Who's the one with the ponytail and the Trixie. pink hat? Trixie, and then Diddy. unfortunately Diddy. Wow. So uh, yeah, go, what is what is the right answer to that? Uh, it's definitely uh, Dixie because of her ponytail helicopter because thing. Of the, the helicopter. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> 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 like, I, and it's funny. So. Um, this is not a complaint. I think it. I think they're both actually quite fun, um, and, and I think they hold up pretty well today. As someone who has no nostalgia for them at all, like playing them for the first time, I was like, "Yeah, this is fun." Um, it there's no tutorial. Like, it, like there's no because I forgot that it's an older game. That yeah. there's literally no press A to jump or whatever the or fuck. the run. Correct, and um, like it literally just starts as all old games do. Again, I forgot. So. Um, I was trying to figure out what Diddy Kong's f- flying ability was because <laughs> I was like, how am I doing this with, with what is her name? Trixie? Trixie. Trixie. Her name should have been Dixie Kong. Maybe like, it is Dixie. Wait a second. You keep talking while I look up and then try not to. Um, <laughs> I was I was trying to figure out like w- what Diddy Kong's <laughs> flying ability was. And I was like, oh, there is none. It's just that Dixie slash Trixie is just way better. It's <laughs> than, Dixie. Than, it's Dixie. Yeah. Um, way better than, than, than the titular Diddy Kong on their conquest. Uh, I, you know, it's interesting. I actually started with uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 because you said if you're going to play one, like if you're going to play any of these, play the second one. So I started with that, got about 
almost done with the second world, the lava world. And then I lost all my lives. Whoa. And then you know what happened? You never you know saved, what happened, did Justin? you? Uh, I didn't know how. Game never oh, taught me how. No. Again, I forgot. You just dropped an image into our Discord chat here of Dixie Kong. Um, it's not upsetting, but it's not not upsetting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it looks like it was made with dreams almost. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I didn't I didn't save because I forgot that I was playing an old game. Uh, it kicked me to the menu and I was like, all right, let's try this again. Uh, just uh, hot, fresh off the heels of playing uh, Mario 3D World, where when you lose all the lives, it just kicks you out of the level and you can start over again. I was like, all right, let's try that level again. I've almost got it. These balloons, like I'm going to get it. And then it was like, well, choose a save file to, to start oh. from. I was like, choose a, sorry, <laughs> what's that? And then it said, oh, you don't have any save files. I said, oh, cool. Fuck you, uh, Donkey Kong Country <laughs> 2. I'm going to play Donkey Kong Country 1. And I had a lot of fun with that. Did you save in that game? Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so, no. No, you haven't saved? I don't know how. There's, uh, you gotta I don't go. Know how. It's, uh, I, uh, they're like these, like, little cave areas. I think it's like one of, like, the side characters in between missions that you have to go okay. to. Um, the annoying thing about Donkey Kong Country 2 is that you have to pay a banana coin in order to save. Your first mm. time's free, but then you gotta pay a banana coin. In the original one, you just had to get there. And I, and one of the challenges of that game is that, you have to sometimes there's like a lot of levels in between save points and that you have to go to. Um, So it's just kind of like that resource management thing, which is so funny because it's when you're back in the day, like I was so ingrained in that because I mean, I played this game when I was like seven years old, like I was in love with this game. Um, And uh, it was just like second nature to me because I think either my sisters or my parents would play it and I'd watch them and like learn from there. But Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like it's definitely like, the spoiled new mind of uh, like modern mind of mine where it's like, what it did not auto save, <laughs> you, you know, or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, enjoyable. I was actually surprised how much I liked them as I am not traditionally a huge platforming fan. Um, but I, uh, oh, I, st- I have turned on to platformers a little bit more in the past year or so. So have you haven't met Candy Kong? Now, who's Candy Kong? That's where you save? Oh, uh, in, in the first one, I actually did. And I remember that I saved because it, there was like a progress bar at the bottom. And I was like, oh, it's 11% of the game already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me just do a quick paste for you. Yeah, let's see. Okay, yes, I've met this character. Is this official game art? I think so. Let's look at her feet, dude. What's going on there? <laughs> Similar to I, I think I'll say it before I said it before I'll say it again. It's not upsetting, but it's not not upsetting. Well, I mean, this yes, one I, is more just like character. pulled right from the game. The other one was meant to be just a little bit upsetting. <laughs> um, yeah, they're uh, they're fun. They're fun. I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily going to stick with them throughout um, after this, but I definitely enjoyed playing them to talk about mm. uh, today. Um, and so yeah. in the Donkey Kong Country one, you go to to Candy Kong to save. Um, mm-hmm. And in uh, Donkey Kong Country 2, uh, you go to this character. Let me just do a quick. I was also not aware of, I have not seen this guy before. It's Wrinkly Kong. Wrinkly Kong. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not aware of all, uh, like the diverse roster of Kong characters. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't know. I, didn't know. Yeah. I thought I knew, because I knew Donkey Kong, obviously, and I knew Diddy Kong. Yeah. Uh, and I knew, I have seen pictures of Dixie Kong, but... Um, 
Yeah, I didn't know. I did not know any of these any of these people. <laughs> You're laughing. What do you? What you saw did pictures I? only of Diddy, of Dixie Kong. <laughs> yeah, you know, in my dark Google searches. Um, <laughs> safe search off. Dixie you know. Kong um, body pillow. Don't 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 don't. <laughs> You're gonna see some things, man, that can't be unseen. Let me see what we got. Oh, there's some like just general like throw pillows. Pretty pretty normal actually. Okay, that's good. But there are some other disturbing body pillows that popped up. And yep, I'm gonna yep. not share those with you. So I'm gonna. I appreciate it. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so they're fun games. They're fun games. But in terms of in terms of platformers that I've played recently, Justin, um, I would have to say that Celeste and I talked about it on the show forever ago. Uh, Celeste has I think it's maybe my favorite platformer I've ever played. What a great game. And we talked a little bit about it when we did when, when we did that. But like it was so great that I sat down. I played it in two sittings. Like that's how much I liked this game, um, which is unlike me. I am usually I'm a fan of like, you know, spreading them out a little bit. But um, do you have do you have a favorite platformer? I think before before we like go into the favorite platformers. Like, how would you define a platformer in your brain? Because I'm going to be honest, like the stupid side of me. And this is just like this is I'm going to admit I'm stupid. But when I think of platformers, I always think of like a 2D platformer. That's the first thing that goes into my head. And I understand, friends, that there are 3D platformers out there. Super Mario 64. I allegedly that's a platformer. But for whatever reason, I just don't in my brain consider those things the same thing, though they technically are. Right. Yeah. Yes, I mean yes, because there. Well, I would say platformer. Platformer is like the big umbrella category, and, and then the it gets a little more specific genre. in there. So you have two D platformers; yeah. those are your OG Mario's, whatever. And then you have your three D platformers. That's your Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, Galaxy two, all, all that stuff. Um, so, I, but I will say that I am sort of with you. Where when and I was initially having to think of what sort of platformers do I like, I was like, well basically only thinking of 2d platformers trying to think of something in 3d is a little bit a little bit harder for me um because i was gonna say how to define it i was like well if it has a jump button it's a platformer um (laughs) not true well (laughs) not true at all uh halo jump button Mm -hmm. (laughs) not gonna i would not say that's a platformer you can crouch jump in that game too yeah the uh i'm trying to think because like having platforming is not indicative of necessarily being a platformer either doom eternal has a lot of platforming that i found to be horrible but like that's not a platformer <laughs> you know there are I mean? platforming elements in the shooter game right, but right. is it a platformer game i would say no i would say it has platforming elements um a game focused around movement jumping and end of list <laughs> that's my that's that's what i how, how would you how would you describe it well, I, I mean, it, I, my my thing would be a platformer is the general goal would be to get from point A to point B. Is Mirror's Edge a platformer? Pro- yeah, technically. Yeah, okay. Like you would you yeah. would assume for that because I I try to broaden my perspective of what a, what a platformer is from it just being a two D to three D, right? But you have yeah. certain games that don't have like a, a a linear style, and then someone might be to you like, well, is Mario sixty four a platformer according to that definition? And it's almost like I know this is like not necessarily a genre, but Mario sixty four is much more of a collectathon kind of game to mm-hmm. me. And like again, I don't know exactly like what you would 
how that would be considered. But like when I think of a platformer, it's a game that you start off, you have some lives you have to you have that you have to get through the level and you have to reach sure. the goal. Um, And that comes from my traditional training in platformers, I guess, like your um, uh, Mario's and your Donkey Kong's and even like your your Mega Man type of games. Those are like more like action-y games, but the still goal is to get through from point A to point B in those levels, Mm -hmm. even though there's like a puzzle elements to it at at times. But that's to me how I, I, I define them. But I know it's a much more broad term than just that, because where is Mario 64 in that definition? Uh, I mean, like, is are there not goals to reach in Mario sixty four? Sort of, like, so, okay. like the like the star is kind of like the end point, but like yeah. it's not like the end of the level. Because I got think it, one of the it, things, it. like when I when I'm thinking of a platformer, a level is one of the important elements of a platformer. Like mm-hmm. getting through that level, going through the the things, like that is the interesting thing. But like. You know, like Mario 64, when you're going through the Baba, what's that first world? I should know this. Baba on the way. Sorry, people. I literally don't know. Never played it. You've never played Mario 64? We've been over this. I mean, like, I've played it, oh, okay, but like, okay. I never I've, never, it. I've never owned it. I've never put any amount of time into it. Like, I've played it at, remember when like McDonald's used to have like Nintendo 64s? Oh, man. Now, now I just think of that and think of all the, the COVID. I know. Just yeah. everywhere. But, yeah, like, I've, I've definitely like, tried it out i've played it on like the the ds when they did a ds version of it um but i've never like played it played it so i could i couldn't tell you about what this level is called uh is so is uh, is like does zelda become a platformer no No. uh well uh, zelda 2 might be but even that that's like a weird like rpg slash yeah, I would I would say that Zelda is not a platformer because uh, jumping is not a. Does it have to have jumping? But yeah, I would say yes. you, you're still technically jumping from platforms in that game. You just don't have control over the jump button. I would say that it is it has platforming elements in the same way that like Doom does. But I would say it's an RPG with some platforming elements. So a platformer then is something that involves jumping on platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, here, let me say this. I think the main focus of a platformer is to be jumping on platforms and move and like with a with a uh, focus on mobility. I think the main gameplay of a platformer is around movement, jumping, that sort of stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I the story of my life, I, I tend to overcomplicate things, but I just had that come to Jesus moment when I'm like sitting there being like, hey, platformers, and then I'm like, where's Mario 64 fall into this? I'm like, that's not a platformer, is it? I'm just having this yeah. internal dialogue and, and fight. <laughs> sure. And then I'm like, why am I even thinking about Mario in terms of my list of uh, favorite uh, most played platformers? Because I am not a Mario fan. It's been weird. This year I've sort of come out as a Mario fan. I put a lot of time into Mario Super Mario Maker 2 an excellent game um where people make some pretty fucked up creations uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that uh and then uh Elaine and I are put, put uh, playing through the three uh, Mario 3D World um which is fun for the both of us to play together um I loved Celeste I've been playing Hollow Knight. I played uh, Donkey Kong 1 and 2. Platformers are good. Do you uh, have a favorite, though? Do I have a favorite? Uh, my, I, I am a, a huge fan of those original Rare games. Um, 
I think if if we're gonna say like a pound for pound comparison between Mario and Donkey Kong, I think one of the reasons why I like Donkey Kong more than Mario, there I said it. I prefer Donkey Kong over Mario. Uh I think, like, I, I would say you're probably not alone in that. I'm close to it. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Um, but I think as a kid, uh, Donkey Kong is more straightforward to, to play. And again, when I'm playing this at, like, seven years old, when I'm playing with the Super Nintendo, um, they're a little bit more straightforward with, with what the, the goal is. You just got to get through the level, right? Mario, you think it's that simple, but it's it not? not quite to me. Okay. Um, because the it's it's a harder game, I think, inherently, because with Mario, there are no quite save points in it necessarily with the original game. Looking at the original Mario, it's like you have to get, go from the beginning to the end. And part of the challenge is to get through that. You do your life management. And one of the okay. things I was trying to do even as an adult here, when Nintendo Switch uh, had its online thing for the NES come out, I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to beat Mario. I got to do this. And Like the original one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... You, you are playing those first levels over and over and over again. Granted, you can beat that game in 40 to 50 minutes, right? It's not, like, super long of a game. So, like, once you, like, master it, you can get through it pretty quickly. So it's not that big of a time investment. But I think there was something about, like, the Donkey Kong game that was a little bit more friendly to me as a younger gamer that because of that, it made it easier for me to stick with that game mm-hmm. and like it. Even though I think if you're looking at a game like Mario 3D Land, uh, not 3D Land, uh, 3D World, uh, I think that game is a little bit more tight in terms of its controls. Uh, I feel like the weight's a little bit better than Donkey Kong. I feel like Donkey Kong sometimes is a little bit floaty with its controls. It's a little flighty, I'll say that. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's not as solid as some of these other um, games are. But essentially, Donkey Kong, you get to the end of the level. Like, it's that simple. Um, And sometimes there's bonuses and secrets to it. But I, I feel like a game like Mario 64, you need to play that with a strategy guide. <laughs> like some of the stuff is so obtuse to yeah. a point where it's just very complicated for me to get through it. And remember, I'm a, I'm a stupid baby gamer, right? Like, um, and I think I was shamed growing up about using strategy guides and like looking things up because <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's like you paid all this money for this game that you're just going <laughs> to look up the answers to. Right. Um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that nowadays. Like when I'm going on a platinum run, I have that open, but I just like Donkey Kong because it was accessible to me. There was a challenge to it, um, but it was to a point where when I'm comparing Super Mario 3D World to uh, Super Mario World, I keep saying 3D World, Super Mario World to Donkey Kong growing up because that was kind of like my age of gaming. Donkey Kong was, was more accessible. Plus that game was pretty for its time. Sure. Like 3D, like it looked like some of those things are awesome, and I love the music of Donkey Kong more so than Mario. I know, hater over that, here. I'll say that's that's weird to me. I am a big fan of Mario music. Oh, I'll, I like all that. Let, let's songs. gang plaque galleon. We'll 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 go through we'll go through the bangers of of okay. uh, Donkey Kong one day. Is, it, do, is do, there a Mario do, game do, you do, do like? Do. Uh, Mario game that I like. Mario Kart. Okay, I'm, I'm, Smash Brothers. Justin, Justin, you know what I mean here. I know. Justin, I, come on. I, yeah, I, the only Mario game that I kind of sat through and got to the credits on in my life was um, Odyssey. 
And we all know okay. that once you beat Odyssey, it ain't over. No. Um, and people will say that the, you know, best Mario game, I think one of the, the most highly rated ones, if I'm going to say what is the best Mario game ever, what do you think most people will return to you with? Uh, I think it's split. I think it's either Mario Galaxy or Mario 64. Because I think, because people are very split about Sunshine. Mm-hmm. I know that. Oh yeah, people. Some people just hate Sunshine, and to be yeah. to be honest, that's probably the closest yeah, one. I, it I came was going to say beat. you probably like that one, <laughs> I right? Do. Yeah. What is my problem? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of people uh, would say that the the one of the best Mario games would be Galaxy, and I, I think mm-hmm. sixty four is one of like the classics. Not because it's necessarily like one of the best games. Uh, well, no, no, not because it's like one of the the best Mario games in comparison, but because that's a a. a video game defining game yes yes that was like a right. whoa kind of game and i have to admit like that game when i played it uh was it last year early this year to try to get through it and i stopped mm-hmm. by the way uh when i was playing that i was like this game like surprisingly holds up pretty well control wise yeah. um and like i i think i appreciated the game a lot more now than i did when i was younger Mm-hmm. But I think that game was also very hard to play when you're what? How old was I when the N64 came out? That came out in 97, 96, 98, uh, 90, 99, 2000, 2001, 96, 1996. It came out in 96. I was six years old and my mom put so. Mario 64 in front of me <laughs> and expected me to like it. Uh, I think about like, so I played a lot of Ocarina of Time. Uh, like when I was a kid uh, from the GameCube edition and like it's it's weird to like look at that game now because it's like there's no way I would have known as a child some of that stuff and so like it's so weird the way I consume games now versus how I did then when I was a kid I was just like well I don't know where to go so I guess I'm just gonna run around the fields now <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like for hours and hours and hours yeah I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and blow up every single rock and see what happens like um it is a it is a it was a simpler time for me when it was just like well i didn't see what she threw into the water so i guess i'm gonna check out that <laughs> like you know <laughs> um but yeah yeah i i think i i know what you mean um i i do like i think i like mario uh one of those games though that i did play as a kid that definitely doesn't hold up um and i will unapologetically say that is Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure for that matter. Uh, I don't think those games hold up basically at all. I think they're fun. Like I know I probably have every line of that game, Sonic Adventure 2 specifically, like memorized. Like I think it's fun to revisit and like sort of laugh at like how bad it is, you know, in like a cheesy way. Uh, But like I, I think that people who think that those games are like really control well still, I, I, don't understand that necessarily which is i'm not saying it's like horrible i'm I'm, if you like it like it but i which is why i was really shocked going back to play mario 64 that i really thought it was good like it held up really well um Mm -hmm. but again i'm probably wrong with that too because you know my opinions what was your first ever platformer or, or what was your first experience with with liking or playing platforming i mean like i think literally it's probably it might not be this but this is the earliest I can remember is Sonic Adventure 2. Um, actually, no, it's Scalar. Did you ever play Scalar? <laughs> no, what's that? <laughs> uh, uh, let me look. Um, it's a game about a kid who gets turned into a lizard. Um, 
and he has he, like he can change oh, that into looks different badass. lizards. This looks um, like they're like we want Spyro, and they're like we don't got it, and they're like we want Spyro. Yes. Uh, are you looking at this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Scalar like body pillow. No, don't do that, Justin. Don't do that. Oh, I found oh. a body pillow of of two that are interesting, and they're not really dirty. Mm. One is uh, one that looks like a burrito. Okay, that's fun. Eighty nine dollars on a website called Zazzle. The other one don't do that is teeth. Ugh. Ugh. Like how much? Like, like it's on Some Zazzle for eighty four dollars. Oh, okay, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, so. Um. Yeah, so probably Scalar, but I could talk more about Sonic Adventure 2 Battle because it was the GameCube version. Um, yeah, that that's probably my earliest one. And, and I loved that game, and I replay, I played a lot of that game. Um, not Scalar, excuse me, Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> uh, I, I loved, loved that game, but it's just like falls to pieces when i look at it now <laughs> like it's like in my hands like crumbling into bits and it's it, i don't think that that takes away any enjoyment that i had of it for the record because i know some people get weird about sonic games uh, i'm not saying they're bad games i'm just saying that i don't particularly enjoy them i find them clunky to control now but um yeah how about you what's your is your first one mario mario 64 and donkey kong uh even it was before mario 64 it was definitely donkey kong was the first one that i really kind of uh, like dived into and I beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I I if I don't know if Donkey Kong Country Three is on um is on the Switch versus the virtual Switch Virtual console? is it? I didn't look. Uh, that that I uh, Donkey Kong Country One, Two, and Three are are really like big games in my childhood for playing them and remembering them. Mm-hmm. Um. Donkey Kong Country 3 is, is I think, are uh, undeniably the worst of the three just because they tried a lot of different things. Like, the map okay. is more of an open-world map. It's like uh, the map itself. It's like a top-down. It's the same kind of, like, top-down map that you're used to playing uh, Donkey Kong 1 and 2, except that you're not on a path, so you're controlling those little sprite characters moving around the map, but you're kind of it's almost like a metroidvania because you'll beat a boss and you'll get an upgrade part to go to a different part of the map to get to Mm -hmm. different levels and you can tackle worlds in different orders um so it's a little bit more quote-unquote open world um but i think uh you're you're playing as dixie and uh a guy named kitty kong which is basically a donkey kong size kong wearing a onesie is he? Does he have sunglasses? You're thinking of Funky Kong, I think. <laughs> Dude, there's some. I had no idea. I had no idea that there were this many characters in the Donkey Kong lexicon. Um, uh, yeah, let me let me let me send you a picture of Kitty Kong. <laughs> I this is this isn't a questionable image. I swear. Okay, here it comes. Oop. Let, oh. Nope. Here we go. <clears throat> oh. Like, he, oh. he is the size of, like, Donkey Kong, except he's got a binky and a onesie. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's, they're, like... I did, Yeah, I did not try the third one, but I will take your word that it is undeniably the worst one. But I, I really enjoyed the first two. Um, I So, I 
so my first memory has to go with Donkey Kong, and I think because of that, I almost have like a fanboy appreciation for Rare games, um, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Rare uh, obviously uh, now uh, famously owned by Microsoft, but they were like Sea of Thieves. That's them. Yeah, they were Sea of Thieves. Uh, though those people now don't aren't the same Rare. Rare is like no, no, uh, no. what is? Oh shoot! Uh, did you watch Wandavision? Yeah. What is that ship metaphor? Um, um, ship of Theseus. Theseus. Yeah, the, the, the Theseus ship. That's what Rare is like. It's like if, <laughs> if you have the name of the company, but you replace every person every with a different person, person it. is it still the same Rare? And the answer is no. No. <laughs> right, no. So they go from making these Donkey Kong-like games to now they're making these like game-as-service, uh, Sea of Thieves. Uh, what's that yeah. other one that they're coming out with that looks like a foresty game? <laughs> foresty game, whatever. Uh, I don't, I don't you know, know what, what you mean. talking about, though, right? No. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> I believe I believe you, though. I believe that that is something that we're doing. So when Rare uh, moved to the 3D world, they, they came out with their 3D platformer, uh, Akin mm-hmm. to Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie. And I got much more in a Banjo-Kazooie than I did into Mario 64. Um, yeah. And I think uh, part of that and I know that people are going to look at me like, yo, Justin, there is not really a story in Banjo-Kazooie. But I think the story is a little bit more clear <laughs> in Banjo-Kazooie. Like, basically, Banjo-Kazooie, at the very beginning of that game, uh, you have an evil witch who um, steals your sister because she doesn't like being ugly. So she wants to steal your sister to suck her ugliness out of her so she can be a beautiful (laughs) witch. And then whenever you get a game over, they actually, like, have the experiment complete. So they go in the machine. Uh, the witch turns out to be this, like, like beautiful, like, green-faced witch. And then yeah. your sister comes out of the cage like a, like a, like a gross, ugly, like, gremlin character. But the, the game did have a little bit of a story. You were trying to save your sister. You were going mm-hmm. through these worlds. You had this interaction with you and your buddy, uh, Kazooie, on your back, who's kind of a jerk. But it was a lot more fun. And it, I, I'm the kind of person uh, shocking i like funny things and the game had a lot of like humor behind it um sure any of my students know that whenever i'm directing a show or something like that i'm like can you sound kind of like this character from banjo kazooie and there's literally <laughs> moments of me like showing them banjo kazooie sound effects and like can you do this with your mouth and they're like what <laughs> oh man um that, that actually that to be honest with you, hearing hearing the way you describe that, because uh, I've never played Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie, excuse me, um, that makes a lot of sense as to who you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it just, it seems like it's a little bit more jovial, a little bit sillier. Oh yeah, definitely, that. definitely. And by the way, it's on the Rare Collection, uh, the Rare Replay Collection, which is on. Mm-hmm. Say it with me. Game Pass, and now you are part of the family. So welcome. Part of the family. You can play that if you'd like. But then I played that game, and I liked it more than Mario played banjo Tooie, which is the sequel and that one was a little bit not as good to me there's a lot there's like a first person shooter segment in it in which oh. you take your your uh, kazooie and it's like a gun <laughs> that you have to like okay. use her as a gun um and uh then rare kind of changed a little bit uh obviously they lost the company but then Playtonics came out with a bunch of the people from rare and came out with the ukulele game have you yes. played ukulele uh, I did not hear great things about it, mm-hmm. so no. Yeah, I, I played You've ukulele, played it, right? and I uh, backed it on, because they, they were one of those, uh, 
no, Patreon. Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah. They were yeah. Kickstarter for it. I backed it and I played it and it wasn't as good. It was it was clearly not as big of a a, a game at, or the company wasn't as big of a company. It wasn't as polished. It wasn't as like, didn't feel yeah. as good to play. But I recently started playing Ukulele in the Impossible Lair, um, which the is sequel? a kind of sequel-ish. It's the same characters of Ukulele. I don't actually know which one is which. One is a lizard the other one's the a lizard yeah whatever i think i'll say this i like their character's design and i like that name yuka and Layla. Yeah, it's fun but yeah, it's that's fun. a fun that's a fun and yeah. it's like the whole thing is like you're going against like this corporate like the uh, this entity this busy bee kind of character oh, but, that's funny okay so the impossible layer is much more like 2d uh mario uh, not mario 2d donkey kong games and the mm-hmm. way it works um and uh, basically, the whole conceit of this game is that at the very beginning, you have to rescue this bee queen from this impossible lair. And you could beat the game immediately if you want. Hmm. But. But there it is. It's hard. <laughs> and they have I, I all these other the levels that you get. Like, and every yeah. level you beat, you basically get another life in the impossible lair. So if you beat all 50 levels, you can get hit in that impossible lair 50 times before you got die. it so it's kind of like one of those things like if you want it to be really hard you can do it or you can play all the different levels but the game feels so much like an original uh rare made donkey kong game and i love it it's fun it's awesome uh so i highly recommend playing that game um because it just has a lot of nostalgia for me as someone who liked donkey kong to play that i think it was like i got it on sale for like eight dollars or nine dollars on the switch and by the mm-hmm. way things play better on switch besides <laughs> apex i'm glad to hear that glad to hear that uh you know it's funny like recently the only uh, recently i've been sort of turned on to these platformers um but one that i forget about being a platformer because it's 3d is asher's playroom wow what a game yeah i still think about how much i like that game uh frequently frequently um and I think, and I know I was, the, I initially, when it was like, get a PS5, you're going to play the Astros Playroom first, and then you'll do whatever else. I was like, no, I'm not. And I didn't. I played Spider-Man first, but Astro was second. And it was like, yeah, this is actually a really good game. <laughs> like, I get, I get why people were and are talking about how great this is, because um, what a lovely little game. You, what a lovely little game. So I, I think one of the things I like about that game is that yeah. you could beat that game in an hour if you just go yeah, through it. If you were it. just like trucking through it, yeah. But like some of the side challenges to platinum it, there were some challenging parts, but nothing ever felt like too impossible. Yeah. And I, I like platform games that are not impossible to play. Like mm-hmm. I don't like the banging my head into a wall a thousand times until I can beat something. Like I, I always in the back of my mind, like when Mario Maker 2 was on sale, I'm like, yeah, I should get Mario Maker 2. But then I'm like to myself... I don't think I'd have fun playing that. Because <laughs> it's either, there's like three types of levels on Mario Maker. Uh, one is, there's four, excuse me. Those there are the levels that play themselves where you literally don't do anything. There are these super precise, ultra hard, low clear rate levels. There are the like actually well thought out, well made levels, which are the vast minority. And then <laughs> a lot of them are made by like eight year olds. Where it's just like it's nothing, <laughs> it's just nothing, or it's a kill you instantly level, which is like sucky Not too. Fun. No, but um, yeah, that, that is, I know what you mean, and, and and to your point, I think that Astro's Playroom is definitely not that. It is a very like 
just have fun. Just have fun. Go see all the stuff. And those I like those speedrun levels that are a little bit more challenging. Um, if if that's your thing. Um, so yeah, I, I I like that a lot. You uh I, I think uh you would love uh Astro Rescue Mission then. Astrobot Rescue Mission, the PSVR game. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's the same kind of platforming with the same kind of fun characters. It's not as I think a uh visual uh delight as Astro's Playroom is because there's always mm-hmm. something clever that they hide around a corner in it. But in this one, like the the platforming is kind of cool because they really do play with the fact that you are looking around this 3D world, and a lot of the yeah. pl- things that they hide in the in the level, you only see them by like manipulating your eyesight and like leaning for like you're like playing in a playset or something like that. It's kind of cool, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, one one of the the bosses that you play. One of the first bosses is a big monkey, and you have to basically take your controller and aim uh, a, like a hook shot thing at its teeth and pull oh, cool. each teeth out one at a time it's kind of fun (laughs) that's fun that's cool um do you want to hear what our listeners have to say yes please so i posed this question on twitter um just platformers thoughts um (laughs) and 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 here are here are some responses um ducktales is uh this is from at a carl reifstick um DuckTales is up there, Shovel Knight, Mario 64, Meat Boy, Banjo, Sonic Mania, and Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. Did you ever try Shovel Knight? I did. Um, uh, So uh, DuckTales was on that list too, right? Correct? Yeah, yeah. There are some DuckTales elements in that. Um, I've never played the DuckTales game, but I've seen it played before. Uh, Shovel Knight, (laughs) it's fun. Uh, I I, I like it. Uh, I have it for PlayStation Vita. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I never beat it. It is, it is one of those, like, (sighs) see, I think one of my problems with platformers is that it's gotta be a very special game to keep me going through it, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think there was just a point when I'm like, oh, this is challenging and I'm not super into it. It's like one of those times when I died, lost all my progress. And then I was like, okay, we're good. What's the, what's the over under on like me going back and doing this or me doing something I'm really going to enjoy. The cool thing about that game though, is that there's a lot of cool like upgrades in it. And it was Mm -hmm. something that for the longest time they kept, uh, they kept giving new content for it for for free. And then there's some other stuff that you could pay for, but like it it is like, there's so much in that game. Uh, that's something I'll probably go back to one day in my life when I have nothing else to play but um yeah i'm gonna platinum um, valhalla so <laughs> <laughs> at i am not waluigi says uh, mario 3d world and spirit fairer we uh I, we've talked about spirit fair before for sure um that's uh, it's it's that's a good game it, i would it, say that that is a platformer well like i would say that is one of the genres what's that did did uh, i tell you uh my girlfriend beat the game was it really sad just, did you like come home and she's just like in a puddle on the ground? Like, no, so that's how I was every uh, time I did stuff. Part of that game is uh, I had a look. Uh, I looked up the story as she was playing it because I was very intrigued as to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the worst things about that game is it's obtuse that you don't. The beats could be have delivered themselves better about sure. who you are as a character and what was happening it mm-hmm. if they would have explained it a little bit better rather than it being very ambiguous. But yeah. uh, the last moment is pretty good. Real good. It's really. Real it's good. it. Yeah. Ooh, it's good. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I'll ever return to it, but I don't. I don't want to know because I think one day I will. You know, one day I'll be like, whatever happened there. Um, yes. I I can imagine that it is quite touching, as the rest of that game is very touching. 
Alex J. Perez 4 says Super Mario World and Celeste are two of my faves. Uh, Celeste got a lot of love here. Additionally, uh, at just Brett 2 says Hollow Knight is my first and uh, currently only tattoo. Celeste is a great game that is so finely tuned you don't even realize why it's so great to play. Then you look um, things up about the game and it all makes sense. If you haven't already, I suggest the Game Makers Toolkit episode about it. Have you ever watched them? Mm -mm. What's that? Uh, Game Makers Toolkit is like a YouTube channel where this guy breaks down different pieces like different gameplay mechanics and things in video games and it is fascinating mm. like he like he did an episode that i really liked about um why red explosive barrels are in vi every video game <laughs> and was, like i never thought about it and then i watched the video and i was like that makes sense yeah um, uh confirmed they are in marvel's the avengers i can imagine that they are <laughs> marvel's the avengers like it more or less than the medium can you guess my answer um probably you like it more. I do. So by the transitive property, Marvel's The Avengers better than Halo. Okay, I'm going to move <laughs> on. Um, and then we got Hollow Knight here. Great music. Uh, this is from at Kimball underscore Elijah. Great music. Great lore. Amazing world building. Pain of Path alone took me about four and a half hours, and it was 100% worth it. If uh, Knight or Hornet doesn't end up in Smash, I will riot. Uh, that's, a, that's a good game. Oh, that would be a that great game. Smash character. Yeah, I agree. Like, they, they, I mean, that, they, they could do, like, a Game & Watch kind of thing where it's, like, a 2D character, or they could mm -hmm. do, like, a cell-shaded character, but that would be a cool character to do. I like that idea. Yeah, totally, 100%. Uh, and then last one here is at xrachulu, rachalu, says, uh, Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year Door. Uh, and that's interesting because I think I categorize that as an RPG because i mean like turn-based combat and you know upgrades and whatever but at the end of the day you're still jumping on stuff you're still platforming there's still like all of a lot of those abilities that you get have to do with platforming and moving around and, and things like that so i think that sort of speaks to the larger conversation we had at the beginning here um if you want to get on the show and and help us have a a more well-rounded conversation have your voice heard you can tweet at us at hitbox pod or send us an email at hitbox official podcast at gmail.com yeah so you can send us your thoughts on platformers or or uh the marvels the avengers if you feel so inclined or you can talk about game pass um, that is something that we are constantly talking about here on our show. Um, you can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You could leave a review on Apple Podcasts also if you felt inclined or share with a friend. Uh, we do really, really appreciate anyone who gives us a chance and listens to this show. It really, um, making this show is one of the best things I do all week and I have a lot of fun with it. And when people talk to me about it or express interest in it, it really uh, makes me makes me happy here. All that said, Justin, do you have anything else to add here? I just don't know why I like the Avengers so much. <laughs> I think numbers going up is just really satisfying. Yeah. Would you agree? Just like numbers going up and, and yeah. I just think it's satisfying. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I do think the characters are great, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but I got to be honest, like probably like 5% of my brain process this entire podcast was about me going and Thinking playing Avengers, the Avengers when we're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is Avengers is Marvel's Avengers a Muso game? Discuss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe uh, no, uh, when you were saying about Persona Five Strikers and just constantly pressing uh, uh, what X square. or square, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, well, maybe he won't <laughs> like this. Oh. Uh, it was fine. I mean, the, when I played the demo, it was the gameplay was fine. Uh, similar kind of mindless thing, but you know what I mean. 
Well, hey, thanks for listening. And always remember that old games are old. See you later. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs>